0: Voted the third most livable city in the world, Adelaide truly is designed for life. In the Experience Adelaide podcast, hear stories from the people who are creating great experiences and opportunities in the CBD as we showcase the amazing events, hotels, businesses, schools and more right in the heart of our city.
1: Renew Adelaide does amazing work in our city. A not-for-profit organisation, Renew supports ventures by offering rent-free spaces in the CBD to give entrepreneurs a chance to trial unique business concepts from hospitality and retail businesses to model agencies and web design companies. Renew's CEO, Andrew White explains their rent-free model while Lock Bottle Bar owner Olivia Moore chats about how Renew Adelaide helped her turn a hairdressing salon into a bar. Adelaide was set up as an entrepreneurial city right from the get-go, mm. back with the Wakefield Plan. Tell us how this this Renew Adelaide is such an entrepreneurial support system.
0: Yeah, I guess um, uh, we were we, we founded in 2010, um, based on a uh, model in Newcastle, Renew Newcastle, and they had a specific problem um, that they wanted to address, and that was. Um, you know, main street vibrancy and, and, and activation. And they had a lot of uh, vacancy along that main street. So we uh, ad- adopted that model, um, you know, for similar, um, for similar um, goals in mind, which was basically reactivation of vacant space and, you know, revitalize the city. So I think it's been an interesting, um, I guess, uh, um, evolution in the, that while we started originally purely about activation and vibrancy and, and excitement, it's actually lended itself and become an ally of the entrepreneurial community, which has been fantastic because we've got people like Liv who's come onto our program and uh, and flourished.
1: I believe that you have actually, you are facilitating very much an entrepreneurial community mm. and each one who comes on board supports the other and, the, mm. and so on and so forth. Tell us how that works.
0: Yeah, so being 10 years old now, uh, we've developed a, a pretty extensive uh, a community and we've launched over 200 um ventures in the city in our existence um and that's been across um, every industry you can imagine a lot of it is uh, creative industries and how it's how we started in the arts and 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 it's evolved to sort of that retail hospitality and now we're doing um you know a lot of tech startups you know game producers all that sort of stuff so when you've got that body of work um you can connect people together i mean we we're talking about it in the hall just before with live but you know not knowing you don't know what you don't know and sometimes it's it's the power of renewers being able to say hey live go speak to you know the guys at hellbound who are who've, who've been through this process and they'll help you out so that's really where i think the power of the community comes in is everyone's come through the same journey knows knows how hard it is and and wants to uh, you know help out because they're they're part of the renew family so i mean everyone's got different needs when they they join the program and um you know have different levels of experience I guess with our model, it, it is a rent free model. So you get to come in into a, a space and launch your business without the pressure of, of paying rent straight away. So that gives you almost permission to make mistakes, permission to fail, but. Uh, Which
1: is permission to learn. Exactly and grow. right. Mm-hmm.
0: Completely, completely. And I think what we've been able to hone over the years is identifying who needs what. And, um, you know, it's something we've got a lot of people uh, who support our program and, you know, do things for us uh, in kind. and. You know, one of them would be, you know, Bentleys, for example, and we say, hey, go speak to Bentleys and they'll get a couple of hours consultation with a representative of Bentleys accounting uh, and they'll be able to sort of set them on the right path as far as their company structure and and things like that. So other people need support uh, in, you know, Liv's case, liquor licensing and stuff like that. And we've been through it a squillion times before, so we know who to talk
1: to and how to get it done. Now, tell us about your business. Because you
2: want to mm-hmm. hear about your business. Uh so I guess the business in question um at the moment is there's the bottle bar which was a uh kind of not byproduct but secondary product to the bottle shop that I started. Uh so covid beginning of covid last year um I launched a website selling organically farmed minimal intervention wine um for delivery predominantly in Adelaide uh just because everyone was at home and no one wanted to stop drinking so um, I thought I would keep busy and, and do some deliveries. Um, and then I had previously, it had been an idea already. Um, I'd been thinking about opening a bottle shop, uh, kind of a drink-in and takeaway bottle shop in Adelaide, and I'd already approached Renew about it in, I want to say, September, maybe the year before, um, and then kind of part the idea because they actually, we'd, we'd been discussing it and I'd looked at a couple of venues, but... I knew I needed to work a little bit on um, kind of my plan and a way of moving forward. So when COVID hit, I flipped and did the bottle shop, uh, sorry, the online bottle shop before the bar just because it was the most practical. Um, And then got, I think it was actually Gianna from Renew, got in touch with me after seeing an article in something somewhere um, and said, are you still interested? And by this time everyone was going out again and I was kind of ready to actually look at a bricks and mortar store. And where is your bricks and mortar store? Uh, It is on Six High Marsh Square, so it's just on the left of the Pullman Hotel and just coincidentally beneath the Renew Adelaide offices.
1: (laughs) Just talk us through some of the supports that Renew Adelaide gave you because then you've got the venue and then it's a case of, right, I've gone from online to, (gasps) I'm going to be bricks and mortar.
2: Yeah which again had no experience uh, in doing so the initial stages of just negotiating with the landlords was um very very helpful because they kind of supported me in this is what you can go for and this is what this means i didn't i'd never seen a retail tenancy before um or commercial tenancy sorry so it was the guidance of understanding all of that kind of jargon
0: and that was just you know i guess to clarify that is uh, although our program is uh, 100% rent free it's good for our um our ventures to have an understanding of what you know the what the, what a future lease may look like um mm-hmm. because they've got no obligation to you know go into a lease if it doesn't work out but they but need to have know, an understanding
1: of yeah. this is successful yeah. this is what and you need to know that from Completely. the get go yeah
2: and i think for me i never thought of it as a a pop up really i i was always thinking if i do this it's going to be long term so I kind of wanted to know that once my rent-free period or the rolling um kind of situation had changed or for example someone else wanted to move in was I going to be ready to stay there for good um so and again understanding those kind of situations and and how that could vary and what it would look like in five years time potentially if I wanted to go that way uh was very helpful and from there I think once that was all secured the general this is how you you know deal with counsel and these are the various things that you need to apply for and make sure that you get approval and you can't do that without asking this person and you know you're going blind sometimes so it's very very helpful to have that um level of understanding from them
0: and that's where jana um in our office jana murphy who's a, a star she's been with us for for over four years and knows every little nook and cranny of you know uh, council approvals and, and liquor licensing and all that sort of stuff and that's where you know for someone who hasn't done it before it's um yeah that hand holding through that process is uh, extremely helpful i'd
2: imagine yeah especially when you're in the middle of a demolition
1: <laughs>
2: your <laughs> mind's not really in the paperwork <laughs> a, a, a demolition well the, the i wanted to change the look of the um the look and feel of the hairdresser it was very much white walls white tiles um and so i'd very much enjoyed the kind of smashing of tiles and
1: oh, you're allowed to actually get in and change Oh, yeah, it's the very different. <laughs> oh,
0: it's very much so. It's far better than what it was. I've got to say, but-, <laughs> yeah.
2: but that's exciting. So you actually can put your own footprint on. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I, I assume everyone does it in a different way. I kind smashing of smashing tiles is definitely putting a footprint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was a period of just jackhammering for a few days. And then concrete grinding and, and ripping off all the paint and then repainting and a lot of fun, a lot of like physical work, which I wasn't ready for, but um, it, I enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: So it was good that you obviously had Jana helping in the background, managing all that sort of, yeah, um, you know, approvals and permits and all these sorts of things while you can get down to the fun stuff of actually,
2: exactly. you know, launching your business. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it was, it's such a, a, a renewed story because... You're taking somebody who's, um, you know, starting to get, mo- you know, momentum online, coming to a- their own bricks and mortar space. And
1: and that's a huge leap, isn't it? Because yeah. only so bricks and mortar, there's a case of, there's rent.
2: Yeah. Which is quite, I think. Daunting. Very much so. I think I, I was, I'd gotten over the one hurdle of I'd invested in the stock for the website so that I was comfortable that I had that. And that was, I guess, like one of the two major chunks of um, kind of capital that I needed. And then the rent was the next bit. And because it was, I mean, me particularly and anyone, I guess, doing it in this time period, you're just not sure if we're going to go into lockdown or um, what your commitment can be because you've got no control over Mm. the circumstances of the world. Um, So it was a very good opportunity to say, hey, I'll give it a go because you don't know what people's buying um, kind of tendencies are. Everyone's a bit nervous. Maybe some people have lost their jobs. It's quite a risky Thing to do, but going via a new allowed me to take the risk essentially um, and communicate with or meet um, landlords and actually discuss potential opportunities for the next like year or two or five or.
0: And I guess the the really uh, fascinating thing is that in the middle of a, uh, a lockdown or in a pandemic, um, Liv decided to open up a, a wine bar next to a Medi Hotel, uh, which is uh, <laughs> uh, quite crazy. But it ended up being the perfect spot.
2: Yeah
1: and and i love the way that obviously renewal adelaide is is the interface between the the landlords and their opportunities they're obviously looking for people yeah and uh, it just means that it brings the two of you together in a sort of a what a, a supportive way how does Completely. it actually work and yeah. we still hope we'll get back to your launch
0: uh, i guess it's we've over the years we've defe- uh, developed quite an extensive network of uh, you know property owners and and things like that so they have faith in the in the, the, the program. Have seen its um, you know its successes. Um, you know a, a big one for us is that um, over fifty percent of our businesses actually graduate to long term leases. So there's that sustainable uh, aspect to what we do. Um, and you know the results are there. So the the particular landlords we worked uh, with in this case with Live, um, uh, we they'd used our program a number of times and and, and were sort of always excited to see what we what we can bring and this was uh, uh, a former um you know hair salon space that was you know was not in the greatest condition and and you know we we sort of identified the need for a for a wine bar and that's where sort of live came into it so we sort of are always on the lookout for great new talent but also um cognizant and aware of what a precinct needs and and uh you know trying to find the best tenancy mix to try and pull up the precinct overall yeah, and curation is a, a big thing for us. So in our particular building where Liv is, the block, um, we've, uh, you know, we supported um, Taboo Sanitary Products who are, um, you know, uh, becoming stars of our program um, and they brought something new and youthful and, and interesting and they're, they're you know, a social enterprise that are doing amazing work uh, and then we bring in, you know, Liv and we're, we're starting to identify what you know this precinct needs, and and since you know these two have come, uh, two two ventures have come into the building. We've now got uh, a new ramen restaurant coming in called Quality Nudes, who's uh, and the record store, Clarity Records, that's um you know been there for a long time, is expanding their business. So that we cr- you know we've helped to create a critical mass to I guess you know really you know pick up this overall uh, area of the city.
1: You mm-hmm. talk about the curation process. Do you have a waiting list of people wanting to come in, and how do you actually? manage that very complex process.
0: Yeah, look, um it we, we do have a, a quite extensive expression of interest list so that we've got over 260 new businesses who are looking to come into the CBD uh and they, are you know, tech companies, retailers, a lot of creative industries, you know, art galleries, um wine bars, distillers, everything and uh we're uh, so we have to identify the needs and wants of a of a landlord um as well as the precinct uh, and and you know Looking to see how we can create the uh, the maximum cultural uh, and economic impact for an area. I guess the problem is, and and is we just we've got so many interested parties and and so many spaces to activate. We're just tr- trying to get to them all as as best we can for a for a tiny little team that we've got.
1: So, what what skill sets do you have in your team?
0: Yeah, I guess uh, we're, it's pretty diverse in um, skill set that we've got there. I mean,
1: for your background, for a start. yeah,
0: uh, I've I've come through the property industry. So I started in uh, residential property and, and now commercial property. And this is kind of um, this is the fun stuff of that of that industry is getting to work, uh, give back in in the sense of um, you know having a say over uh, over what Adelaide and our CBD offers, um, and trying to contribute in our, in in, uh, in the best way that that i can in we weekend so um you know we've got project you know management backgrounds um in the office we've got sophie who's got the arts uh, background as well and and um, adriana in our office who's uh, got a media background as well so it's just we're, we're trying to you know cover a lot of different roles um you know with the four of us
1: and how actually is the model funded
0: we're funded by the adelaide economic development agency uh and they're a, um they're a part of the city of adelaide so the city of Adelaide has supported us from just about day dot, uh, and and the newly created um, Adelaide Economic Development Agency has uh, taken us over uh, and supporting us. So they're our sole funders, but we're on the on the lookout, like any good non for profit, uh, for uh, additional support.
1: And then yeah. and now we are getting to the launch because I understand the yeah. launches are a feature of what you do. Oh
0: yeah, they're a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. And in this case, if I'm a new business and I'm here, yeah.
2: yeah, which I think for. Uh, hospitality well and retail actually um it's your shop front it's your uh it's the thing that people are you know most aware of is is your space uh so i we wanted to get as many people as possible but i think the the first launch was supposed to be the weekend that the lockdown happened in november last year that's right um and so my official launch actually came probably four months after i'd opened which is great because it was you know, more established. The weather was beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we did almost like a street party for food.
2: Yeah. Hotel. We blocked off the little road where the um, COVID hotel is. And we just had a party without, it was, it was nice. We kind of ignored everything going on on that side um, and had a little barbecue. Tacos. Was, was tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. So tell us
1: just a little bit more about the business.
2: Uh, so left of center is what LOC stands for. Um, generally came up with it as a an example of the kind of wines that I have always wanted to work with. So that's been a consistent through the bottle shop online and the bar. Um, I buy organically farmed wines that have had no uh, kind of intervention in the winery in terms of additions, um, which usually you'd get things like um, acid and tannin and that kind of thing added into a wine. Um, but the wines that I sell are they may have a little bit of sulfur in them but apart from that they're all um completely natural and the i guess the reason that i wanted to start selling them i thought there was a following of people who enjoy drinking them uh in adelaide specifically i love drinking them um and have for a while i kind of started a few years ago leaning more to or less towards commercial uh winemaking just you know big volumes and um kind of making low-cost wine in high volume just for the money of it, whereas I look at the producers that I now work with making these kinds of wines and they are caring a lot more for the land that um, the vines are grown on and the damage that, that it does or doesn't cause. Obviously, they all work towards not taking anything away um, from that land and the soils and damaging it for future use so that they can continue to uh, sell or well, grow there and then sell the wines in the future. I think the way that we're currently farming on a commercial level will end up destroying the soil, so that we can't keep planting vines and or growing um, healthy crop in the future, and that means that we don't essentially get to drink wine, which is no good for anyone. <laughs> That's a
1: wonderful description. Are they predominantly Australian wine growers, or do sort of, or a broader?
2: Very broad. Um, I would say predominantly Australian, Italian, French, with a kind of sprinkling of. Uh, Austrian I've just had some American wines come in uh, German Spain um, and that will continue to change um, generally I get a higher volume of Australian wine so it, like like the same size of or same amount of choice sorry but we uh, will go through that a lot quicker because people are familiar with them or Adelaide we're very lucky where we are we're so close to all these regions that create um produce beautiful wines so access is a lot um quicker Uh, Mm -hmm. but i will the the range is kind of all on the wall when you go in you can see at the back of the shop it's essentially like a big um a lit up shelf of everything so on the right hand side it actually looks like i've got more european but it's more that people take their time selecting those because they're less familiar with them exciting
1: space entrepreneurial space it's more sustainable wine Mm -hmm. it's It's local and it's international, and you're running it out of Haimash Square. Yeah. This is exactly the sort of entrepreneurial business you're supporting, Andrew. Tell us more Mm. about why you see support of these such entrepreneurial businesses is so important. Yeah.
0: Um, Like I said before, um, you know, Renew originally was about, you know, activation and, and vibrancy, and we've become a natural ally to the entrepreneurial community and uh, Adelaide's recently um you know, been recognized as the you know, one of the world's third most livable cities and and they talk about magnet cities and things like that. and um you know magnet cities are a, a, a something that you know cities that either a, a attract people or repel. Uh, and so what part of our work here is to um let people know, especially in the you know interstate or international community, that um adelaide is is open for business, and we've got programs like ours, and we're supporting people like live to. Um, you know, uh, explore their passions and and launch some of these uh, unique businesses. And hospitality plays plays a very important role, uh, I think, um, in an identity of a city um, and, uh, and and a, and a, um, you know a town or whatever it is. And I think just it's it's it really is um, uh, about creating environment um, where people. Uh, are looking to adelaide to uh, actually launch their business and go hey this is the place that i want to be a, pa- a part of and I- i'm being attracted to this city because of all uh, the unique offerings that i see there
1: you're right about it being a magnet isn't it mm. and a- attracting too. it's about var- you can almost see when the magnets come together there's mm. that jolt when they really want to want to fit and you recognize the importance of creativity and the importance of of hospitality and i think in emerging COVID times, we've been very aware of the importance of hospitality for bringing people together. Is that
2: something you find, Liv? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, with the bar and just seeing how people have warmed to the space so far, um, well, I've got a lovely outdoor area that's just quite, quite. I guess, it's a common area for our little um, precinct, as you called it. People want to come and share a wine and, um, I guess, feel a bit better about the current situation. So it's just been a really lovely way of connecting with people um, just to feel a bit more normality again. And I know, I think you can, the word community is thrown around quite a lot, but I've definitely felt like it's been created in within my business anyway with producers who don't live in the city but they live in the hills. They come down and they spend time and customers who have previously drank their wines, say, from buying them online, then get to meet them and it brings people together together I mean, people love socialising anyway, but it but I think wine and food and um a venue or a space that feels relaxing just brings people together and and means that they can enjoy the non-COVID component of their lives.
0: I think it's also um that we have because of our inability to, you know, travel like we used to, people are starting to rediscover what Adelaide has to offer and and particularly the C B D. So people who would typically um spend their their winters travelling uh, to Europe, but they're not doing that and they're going, hey, let's, let's go and see what this new bar that I've heard about is. And, and you know, having reason to, to, to leave the, you know, the home in the suburbs to come to the CBD and, and seek out places like uh, Locke, um, I think that's, um, that's, uh, it, that's going to be the uh, one of the legacies of the pandemic, I think, is uh, Adelaide standing up and going, actually, we've got, we've got a lot of good things happening here. Mm.
1: You're right. This has been an opportunity for exploration of place our own particular place and one we've possibly as ever taken a little bit for granted Mm. even more now because i understand there's coffee to boot
2: yes correct (laughs) uh yeah as of last week we started doing day and night trade so that's been a really again another way of um showing a non-wine focused crowd the kind of the the use of your space and allowing you to share it with them in a different way um there's a lot of people who've been coming and doing a little bit of laptop work and or coming for a pastry and a coffee on the way to work. And it's a very nice way of actually uh, making the most, I think, of rent, I guess, during a strange period where you never really know what's going to happen. It's nice to be able to see lots going on at all times rather than...
1: And bring people in for different experiences.
2: Yeah. It's more about letting people come in and they relax in your space. And so they end up staying a little bit longer than intended and they'll go through a coffee, a lunch... An afternoon wine and then I have people that come in and like, there's one customer who comes in and reads almost a whole book every week and he just stays there quietly and, and has a couple of glasses of wine and it's always really, it's nice to see that because it me, I feel like we've created a space that is welcoming um, and relaxing rather than like a fast-paced, crazy, boozy bar. Um, yeah, it's nice to see it can be someone's living room kind of but home away from home anyway. I have two final questions. Would
1: you have been able to do what you did without Renew Adelaide support?
2: No, <laughs> in a in a word. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I it, For two reasons, I think that the ability to launch um, using the rent-free programme just gave me a hell of a lot of breathing room so that I could get the other things sorted that I needed to and I could afford to spend a bit more on fit out and change the spaces we did, um, which I otherwise wouldn't have had the funding to do um but also i think the support and the and the because i was launching a business by myself for the first time ever that i felt a little bit you don't really have that sounding board of a business partner or um whoever you might normally go to so it's very good having a go-to person or people to just kind of run ideas past and and get support for the more complicated admin of it all
1: Sounds like it is an indispensable service. What uh, does Renew need so you can keep providing this service?
0: Mm. Well, I agree it is indispensable, um, (laughs) but I would. I'm biased. The pandemic has created um, a very unique time for us. And, uh, you know, the saying necessity is the mother of invention. And um, we have seen a a surge like we've never experienced before of new businesses. And it started, you know, with people like Liv, uh, you know, who... Um, who have really just started to look at how you know what they want out of their lives and started to get to some of these um, passion projects that they've been putting off, and so we've got such a um, a surge of uh, of demand for the service, and we've got a very strong property supply of of people of, you know, landlords wanting to work with us. Um, our team is tiny, where you know we're on uh, a, a point you know point six contracts, uh, four of us, so equivalent to about two and a half. Uh, full-time employees to do all the work and we launch 15 businesses a year um, with that team Uh, and we really need um, you know more funding to to, I guess you know get more resources on the ground you know scale up our work and and just to try and launch as many of these these businesses as we can as I said before we've got over 260 waiting to come into uh, the CBD and and do you know amazing things like lives
1: and amazing what Two two hundred and sixty more lives could do for Adelaide.
0: Completely, yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, you know the the social and and cultural and economic impact that that would bring, um, I think would just you know really you know set Adelaide apart as a as a, a, a wonderful creative um a place to do business and 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 yeah entrepreneurship.
2: Any last words? Um, I would just want to well first of all say thank you to Renew Adelaide, but um, and the funders of it. But also to encourage people in my situation who aren't certain to approach them. Um, because, you know, you don't have to just apply for a specific venue. I think the, the guidance is there and I would say use it. You don't have to have a completely um, perfect idea for it to work first time around. Like I said, I went back and forth, um, but I haven't regretted it. And I think that it's always worth a try.
0: Um, I would just encourage people to to seek out um some of the the um ventures that we support. I mean, Hellbound Wine Bar is another one on Rundle Street, which is uh, amazing. Um, we have uh, another bar um on at the Old German Club, which was a a story that you know or a project that took two years to get off the ground. That they're called My Lover Cindy, and that's a a queer focus bar. Um uh in the old german club in the which is just utilizing the uh the, the the main sort of bistro area of the old german club so it's um yeah i i think i would really encourage people to just you know get out and see some of the the, the projects that we support and the ventures we support um if you've got an idea like uh, uh like uh live did come to us and we'd we'd love to make it a reality and and also as you know as i said we're we're looking for for support anywhere we can so whether that's um you know, state government or or somewhere else to to support us. That would be really, really, um, you know, great. And I think we could uh, do a lot of great work.
1: Where do we find you?
0: Find us on our social media, uh, Renew Adelaide, but uh, renewadelaide.com.au is the best place to sign up for our property alerts and sign up for our expression of interest list so you can get all the updates uh, for new spaces that become available. This podcast is brought to you by the Adelaide Economic Development Agency. Follow us at ExperienceADL on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or visit experienceadelaide.com.au for everything you need to know about visiting, living, working, studying and investing in Adelaide.